Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are Pastor Deborah and Philip Banda. Be blessed. God is good, and we we are, we are we are going forward with God, and yeah, it's good. So I've just come on my own today because my wife and the kids they're ministering in church today, so I had just to drive by myself. But I'm so glad that I'm here. Amen. Amen. I, I, Pastor Phil, thank you so much for having me and the whole leadership over here. Um, I just want to just um, within a few minutes. I'm not gonna speak much because we, we've got communion to have and it's a very good thing as well and we I want to just encourage you to if you haven't been able to be participating in the in the prayer vision that's going on in this place I Pastor uh, Phil didn't tell me that okay but be aware of it why because God is about to do something that probably you may not understand, but in the spirit, we, 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 when, when people begin to see God's face, it's because there is something that he is about to do. Okay, let me repeat that. When people begin to seek God's face, it's because God is about to do something. And therefore, he causes the hearts of men to begin to seek now watch this, it's going to rain, it's going to break, break out in hell, in this place. Because there is nowhere where people have begun to seek God's face without him showing up. Come on, wow, come on. Did you get that? Okay, let me give you an example. They were under instruction, the disciples, okay? They walked with Jesus and they, they have seen the move of God <laughs> under him and they, they have seen the miracles and everything that God did through Jesus. And he comes to the spot where now he has to be fair to them. And in telling them what to do, he said, do not leave Jerusalem but wait until you are subdued by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask my Father to send the Holy Spirit upon you. Okay. Now the Bible says they went into the come on, where did they go? The upper room. They did not go to their homes. They went into the upper room. And what were they doing? They were praying and they were praising. Now, one thing we should understand, they are the ones that God has called. And they have got the instruction of Jesus. And they have got something that they are looking forward to. And it caused their hearts to seek God in prayer. And praise Him. And when I look at you and 
be right now. Do you know that God has no one that he has called in this generation but you and me? There is you and me at this time. God does things in his plan and purpose and principles and he raises a generation for a certain period of time and the generation phases and goes away. Another one comes up. And I want you to know there's been many people that God has raised, some of the names you know, but I want you to know their time is coming to an end and there's another generation. That's you and me. And there is never the breaking out of God's move without God calling the hearts of men to be at the place of prayer. So I want to encourage you, when God begin to break out in this place, in this room, in this, in this city, you should be a part of it and say, hey, I was a part of that when we were, when we were praying in this place. Amen? Amen? So get involved into it. Because God has got you. And I was, I was just challenging our church. I said that there's something that I want us to understand is that we, we should now move away from just being a church-oriented people to be a ministry-oriented people. Ministry-oriented meaning to say, I am the cool one. God has called me. So when I come to church, I'm coming to be equipped for what is happening out there when I go out of church. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's get going with it. Prayer has to move. I mean, I have got some testimonies. I'm saying this not because I'm just, I've got some testimonies of where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that we were not even taught by our leader to fast and pray, but because we were saying we are the core ones. So when you walk into the building like this and you close yourself in a prayer and you think you're on your own, and then when you're having some quiet time, meditating, and then you're hearing somebody is in the next room and you're like, that's brother. What is he doing here? Sit down, we talk. What are you here? He says, Look, what God has been doing for the past few weeks and the things that we have been hearing in church. I thought I would be here to pray for this. Why? Because there is ownership, there is, there is that ability in us to understand that God has got us called out so that we can do His will in His time. Hallelujah. Can I say this? We haven't seen much yet. There is much to come. Yes. Much more is coming. Yes. Much more is coming. I, 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 wish, I wish I could just emphasize on that a little bit more, but for the sake of time, I wanted to just say, let me just, let me, let me just tell you, say this. Let me just say this. I think the next part of that is that if we we are just to turn our eyes and look to the Lord and see what He is doing through us. Okay, let me read it. We haven't seen much happening yet. There is much more that is there. And God wants your heart and my heart to turn and look at Him and see what He is doing with us. As we're in him. Do you know that we are all in him? Let me read this scripture. Let's go, go to Ephesians. It's just not part of my sermon, but let me just show you something here. God did not just wake up and just say, today let me just... 
You see, it's not just rise one day and say, let me just save James. No. I want, I want to show you something. Maybe you may not, you may, you may say maybe it's, it's because of the, I mean, it's others, not me. Uh, maybe it's just me, yeah, Pastor Rodney, me. Uh, not, not, you know, but let me just show you something here. Um, can we go Ephesians chapter 1? Just as he chose us, where? In him, when? Before the foundations. Now go back again, look at it again. Just as he chose us, where? In him, when? Before the foundations of the earth. Okay? So, he didn't just wake up that you and me, or he just didn't rise up to say, Okay, let's have uh, Brian, let's have everyone. No, no, no. We were already in him before he put everything else into existence. We were all called in him. We were chosen by him, in him, before he set the foundations of the earth. So here comes. God knows you. You are the one for this generation. You're the one for this time. Yeah. Father, I thank you. I give you glory that, Lord, you are doing something in our time right now. That as you are raising people in our generation, you are saying it's us now. So, Father, we say yes. I don't know who you're saying yes today, but, Lord, we are saying yes today, Lord, to your call and to your will, to what you are doing. And I pray that, Lord, you will open our eyes to see what you're doing with us in this time, Lord, Father. In the name of Jesus. Captivate our hearts for your glory and for your praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just talk about Jesus for about 10 minutes. Is that all right? About Jesus. Let's just talk about Jesus. Can we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5? <laughs> it just fits this because my, my heart is. And I believe that's what God wants us to do, always talk about it. The disciples, that's what they preach. <laughs> they always preach Jesus. They never had any other message but just to speak. Jesus. <laughs> they just talked about him. That's all. Can we just talk to him? I mean about him in the next. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. And I want to look at verse 21. We have communion today. So that's great. I think this verse just fits nicely there. And I pray that the passion of Christ in you is going to be stirred up and increased. Verse 21. Anybody there? Can we read together? One, two, three, go. 
For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God. I will read that again. For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, I just want to talk about the essence of the gospel. The essence of the gospel. The essence of the gospel. If we are to look at this, we understand from the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, That we did something that, or man did something that was too deep and could not be reversed. Um, God knew that He was going to bring a plan for our redemption from the beginning. We've just read there, He already knew all these things. Okay. So we sinned and we owed God a debt that we could not pay. And there was no one that would pay the price for our sin. There was no one. Gods, sheep, let's just say animals, they were shedding the blood on her. So that maybe we can live a life for God, but it never got to the place where our relationship with God could have been like properly established. No, we're just like a yo-yo, just doing all this today and tomorrow we are back again and, and everything like this. But God had a plan for us. God had a plan for your redemption, my redemption, and that was all wrapped up in Jesus Christ. And I, I find that the, when we're talking about the essence of the gospel, this verse on its own, it just covers everything out there. This is how we can sum it up. God took our atrocious imperfections. It's almost like the same word. Bad things or unpleasant things that were due us because of our sin. And he imputed them on Christ Jesus. That's number one. When we're talking about this verse, that's what we are seeing. That every bad thing, every imperfections, every, every atrocious works that we have ever done, whatever worst thing we can ever think of, Paul says, God took all these and he imputed them on Jesus. And point number two, on the same spot, God took all the good stuff that was due the obedient Jesus Christ. Every good thing. He took all of that and offered that to us. So number one, every bad thing from us went to Jesus and every good thing from Jesus Okay, that's what we're looking at there. 
For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So that we may become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we may become the righteousness. I wish I had time to explain this. Let me just say one thing about about, about the, the, pastor, the things that, that, that Jesus took. One of them was poverty. Come on, poverty. He took my poverty so that I can have the riches that are in God, that I can be blessed in Him. And if we don't understand what I'm talking about when I say poverty, can we go to Deuteronomy chapter? Oh, come on, is it 28? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you what, what poverty looks like. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you something about what poverty looks like. And I pray that if you've been caught in this, God will redeem you and bring you back to the place of blessing in Jesus' name. Let me show you what blessing, I mean, what, what poverty looks like. Who is in Deuteronomy chapter, what did I say, 28, right? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you one thing that went on Jesus on the cross was poverty. You know, I, I just imagine like this. It's like a seen magnetic field on Calvary's cross. You know, that everywhere, wherever there was every bad thing, every sinful thing, every test, every pain, every misery, everything, wherever they were from, every angle of the world, they always are just attracted from me, wherever they were. Like right there on the on the, on the covering. Everywhere, everything just went in there. And God attached to Jesus. That for the very first time that Jesus has never called his father my God, he had to say, Oh my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Let's just look at this. Let me just look at this scripture. What did I say? 28, right? I want you to look at this um, scripture. I mean, it's have a look at how poverty how poverty looks like. I want us to look at verse 48. Hmm. Verse 48, there is four things that, <laughs> that constitute poverty. What did I say? 48, right? Therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. Now, what is the first one? In hunger. Right? Number one. Number two, in thirst. Number three, in nakedness. Number four, come on, in want of all things. Come on, in want of all things. I don't know if, they, if anybody can do it. So number one is it's going to be what? The, the poverty is hunger. Hunger is, is poverty. Thirst is poverty. Nakedness is poverty. And the want of all things. I just want money. I just want that. I just want that. I just want that. All that is poverty. You just want everything, every time. It's poverty. It is poverty. When he saved you and me, this was broken. Hallelujah. This was broken. 
hunger was broken. Thirst was broken. Nakedness was broken. One of all things was changed to needing Jesus ever in our lives. So that everything that maybe our lives would want will always follow. Have we heard what Jesus says? Seek ye the kingdom of God, come on, and his righteousness, and all these things. So all what he was trying to explain there that there should be and there must be a difference between a child of God and the people out there. The people when they look at the house, they want money, they are hungry and they're thirsty. And that's what they want to be fed. They want everything, all these things, they think it is their need. And he says, but when I look at you, there is a difference that is there. The difference that you have between you and the world is Jesus. That's all there is there. So that one thing that you should know is that this should not be something that you are attracted to. The very priority in your life should be Christ. Should be Jesus himself. That you seek him and his kingdom. And everything that you want will always follow you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because he broke the case so that you don't have the craving for these things anymore. But we should have the craving for Jesus himself alone. I'm just going to... If we were to go up on the second Corinthians, where we were at, you will see that there's a place where Paul is explaining about what happened when we met Jesus? And the encounter with Jesus is explaining. He says, if anybody is in Christ Jesus, come on, he is a new. In some years back, I heard the word, I don't know if anybody has ever heard this, but yeah, 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 we should have that. I heard this for the very first time. They were saying that there is a word that they call refurbished handset. I remember I was, I was looking for a handset from. Uh, from three network. <laughs> they said, uh, we have, I remember I was looking for the Nokia A70. I still remember that. <laughs> That's the very first time I heard the word refurbished. Uh, they were saying, uh, we have this handset. It's, it's, it's a refurbished handset. I said, what, what, do you, what did you say? What did you mean? And then it says, it's not brand new. <laughs> It means the box has been opened, maybe somebody handled it, maybe they used it, maybe for a day or two, the customer returned it back. But it doesn't mean that it's, you know, but it's not brand new because the box is opened. Paul says something, he says, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, come on, he is a new creation. Come on, the old. So that means definitely we were no longer improved to be made new. Please follow me, church. We were not improved to be brand new. We were born of God. God gave birth to us. In his divine nature, we became just like we carry the nature of God at the encounter with Jesus. So we became and we became the new person, a brand new one, not an improved one. A brand new one. And God made us 
That's why now the scripture speaks about it, that we are born of the spirit. Come on, what is born of the flesh is the flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. And Paul is explaining all that. That's what happened to us when we met, we met Jesus. And one thing I want to just emphasize as I finish, maybe just because I don't want to just squeeze my nose because for the time we've got about five minutes. Let me go and, and, and um, I want to just bring something here. Let's just go to Romans chapter five. He became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. One thing we did not have is the righteousness of God. Romans chapter 5. I want you to look at this. This is what Romans 5 is saying. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Somebody said peace. We, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we read that again? Therefore, having been justified, other translation says, therefore, having been made righteous, others say, having been given the right standing, with God by faith we have peace with God so there is no more vexations and you know stress come on if somebody's been suffering from stress I pray God is going to break that for you in the name of Jesus so he broke stress through Christ Jesus we have freedom from stress we have peace with God we have the right standing with God and we have peace with God and this peace grows and increases now here comes for those of you that love the Lord more listen to this it increases according to your as you also increase in your intimacy with him Peter says, I'm, going, I'm not going to go there, 2 Peter. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge of Christ. And if you look on these citations of his writing, most of the times he always uses grace and peace. Grace and peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness, come on, joy and in the Holy Spirit. So he says, peace increases, Peter says. Peace increases. Uh, let me just read that one because you may not, so that we can, we, can, we can understand as I close. Peace increases. Second Peter, go, 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 go. Yeah. Verse 2. Grace and peace, come on, be multiplied, verse 2, to you. Verse 1, oh, sorry, chapter 1, verse 2. In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Let me repeat that. Is everybody there? Okay, let's look at it again. Grace and peace 
be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's what we're looking at. So his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge, the same word as well, through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. And I want you to look at verse 2. It says, grace increases. Peace increases. Yeah. Only when you are also increasing in the knowledge. This one is a talking about your intimacy with God now. It's how much you love him. The level of your love for him. When it grows on the other side, the grace on your life begins also to increase. And the peace of God as well begin also to increase. I pray that your peace will not just be stagnant in one place. That grace will not just be in one place. That grace will increase. But I pray that your intimacy with Him will also increase. The knowledge of God in you, as it increases, it brings an increase to grace. And it brings an increase to peace. These are the things that Jesus brought to us. When we made him. I'm going to leave this to Pastor Phil now. I'm going to go and sit down. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace increases when you continue develop the knowledge of Christ. You're having more intimacy with Him. The love for Christ growing inside of you. It brings a level of measure of grace on your life to grow up. That's why. That's why when you when you're going whether at work you wonder how you get find favor with man. You know, that, that was not there when you were just studying your journey with Christ. But as you grow in, in, in the knowing of Christ, favor begins to increase. That before you know it, doors are just opening without you realizing it. That when you even don't have money, when, you, you, when your account speaks otherwise, but your heart is still at peace with Him. Where you can settle down and say, ah, my God will supply all according to his riches and glory. So you are always at peace with him. That people begin to wonder, how much do you manage to smile in this situation? Well, before, (laughs) it was difficult for you to smile. You wouldn't let everybody know what's going on with you. But at this point, you just smile and you just enjoy the presence of God. You relax in him. The peace of God increasing because you're also increasing in the knowledge of God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, what we should desire to do in our lives is to get to know Jesus more. This is what we should be craving to do. There is no limit in knowing Jesus. We limit ourselves in knowing him more. But when you keep your heart open and say, I want to know him. Paul says, I've taken all these things which I thought they were given to me. I cast them away because I want him more. I want to know him 
more. If there is anything that we should be craving to do this year, 2020, church, come on, has to be my knowledge of Christ. Let me increase in my knowledge of Christ. Let me increase in my knowledge of Christ. Never shall it be a day in month of February where I should just lapse just said labor i pray in the month of march and may i mean april may june july that i will increase in the knowledge in the knowledge of god i in the knowledge of god let people begin to see who you are god through me as i know you oh lord let people know you as well through me father we give you glory we give you praise come on Somebody just pray right there. I was just giving you a prayer item right now. Father, we say, Lord, let us increase in the knowledge of you, Lord. Let us increase in the knowledge of you, Father God. Never shall we lay back without coming to the place of knowledge with you, Lord. I pray that we will increase. One thing for sure is that as we increase in our knowledge, your grace will increase upon our lives. The measure of grace for my family will increase. The measure of peace in my home will increase. Just because I am in the place of knowing you, Lord. So I pray this is our cry. This is our desire that we will God Almighty grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the knowledge of your Son. That nothing of us, Lord, will be based on human wisdom. It will be based on the knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, let it be, Father, in this time, in this moment. Let it be, O oh God, in this time, O oh God, in this moment. Father God, how shall they know you? Father God, if we do not know you, Father, we pray, Father, that we increase in the knowledge of your Son, Jesus. That we may increase in the knowledge of your Son, Jesus. Father, break every limitation. Everything that's been hindering us from having the passion for you, God. Let it be broken right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Father God, there has been a man, a mountain, a good nation of distractions in our lives. I pray for someone who has been a bit distracted for many times. Father, today I speak in the name of Jesus. I bring any form of distraction in your life. Father, I speak freedom. Release, Father God, your people so that we can, Father, know you more. That we can know you more, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, Lord. We magnify your name. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Oh Father, Lord, we give you glory, we give you praise. Hallelujah, we give you glory, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you honor. Give you honor. Oh, Father, we commit our hearts to you. 
thank you for what you've done for us. For breaking our curse. For breaking our poverty. Father, for broken, oh Father God, every bones of sin out of us, we thank you. Thank you for your righteousness. Let's just go on our feet if you can. If you want to kneel down, that's fine. But I want to see you swash again. Just rest. As we're going to come to the Lord's table, Ramos Icarana Mandere Bosan, Kamandu Robosan, Ramos Oyo Robosan. Let's just approach the table. Just give it to God.